back to the Jukebox Club podcast, the number one music podcast in Pittsburgh. That's hard to say. That is. I feel like the Sheik should be like a soundbite of him just being like, number one. No, we need uh, Funaki. Oh, SmackDown. Number one. Number one. Pittsburgh podcast, number one. Number one. If we ever meet Funaki, we got <laughs> to get him to cut that. We got to give him 50 bucks to do a soundbite. Be like, I'll give you 50 bucks. Yeah. Say this into the phone. <laughs> Uh, this week, this day, this podcast we're doing fully, completely by the Tragically Hip yes. came out in 1992. And looking That's on their insanity. Wikipedia, uh, it came out in 1992 in Canada and January 1993 in, in the U.S. Really? Like, what? That when doesn't does that make happen? sense. Yeah, why do, why do, why, like, uh, just... Hand it down to us. Yeah, right there. what are you doing? Yeah. It's not like you like, ship it very you far. You see us every day. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. I How wonder, are you going to keep that from us? Yeah, man? I wonder if that's happened with other albums now. I'm going to do some I digging. I doubt recently. Like, I know, like, like me being, like, a huge video game fan, like, sometimes the video games will come out in Australia, and then right. Japan, then Europe, and then America, like, in whatever order. Uh, Which kind of sucks, because then people music, can spoil things, you know? Yeah, I mean, video games are different because people don't... I mean, they're not really story-driven. I mean, right. they are, but that's not really what's... What's it about? If a video game spoiled for you, you still get the enjoyment of playing it. Oh, yeah. But music, uh, with it being so digital, I would think that there's not really, like, time locks on, you know, uh, like, regions. Probably not. And how with everything's leaked nowadays. Yeah, it's, like, you, do people even buy music anymore <laughs> besides us? Well, for this podcast, they yeah. do. <laughs> Unless they go to bearshare.com. Bearshare.com? <laughs> Raking in the ad money. Nice. Um, a, Canada, A. A. We didn't, do, we didn't make fun of Canada that much. We kind of just praised them. I feel like they was right, though. Yeah. This wasn't a they, they didn't deserve Canada. No, this they one, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, they got their just on this one, but... Now, next time, I can't say that we're going to be so nice to Canada. So. <laughs> Can you get one, Canada? Yeah, this was your one, so. <laughs> next time, all bets are off. Um, yeah, we kind of, uh, we, we stay on target more with this one than for sure the last two. I think we were, m- we're more, um, I don't want to say awake, more. We definitely are more awake. <laughs> That's true. I, mean, I didn't want to like say one. That. I was like half falling asleep. I'm pretty sure. I was really tired. Yeah. That was the. There was a Steeler playoff game that night. Do you remember? Because you were saying yes. you wanted to hear your neighbors go yeah, nuts, and yeah. then I actually went to where I used to work and watch the game. So I was just like a zombie by the end of the night. But right. um, yeah, we're more awake. Had more sleep the night before. <laughs> Also didn't do this twice. Yeah, yeah, this this one was fresh for us. And, and just talking about a, a band that I've literally never talked about to anyone before, you know what I mean? Uh, Which is why we save it for these special yeah, podcasts, yeah. because we could easily just, you know, it, that, that yeah, is like when tough, we, we Like, we saw each other Sunday at the Rumble, but we just don't even talk. We're just like, we're saving it all for the podcast. You, you have to, because yeah. it's kind of like, like I said, we used to, when we get together before, we would just do that, and yeah. that's when you had the genius idea of, let's just make this a podcast, because we literally do, mm-hmm. you know, we would go to dinner and stuff, and yeah. it would be like... Just talk about music the whole time. It was, it was the whole <laughs> thing, and then, my God, if we could have recorded some of those, yeah, we'd be number one elsewhere, <laughs> other than Pittsburgh. We'd be number but, one in... Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Move on. See? <laughs> that's our next, that's our target. That's, yeah. Pittsburgh, 
You were trying to reach Check Canadian one. audience with this uh, tragically hip one, though. Probably. Um, I should mention it was recommended to us by uh, a dear friend of mine, Eric Anstead. Um, he's getting a t-shirt, but he actually requested a onesie for his daughter. Ooh. So his daughter's going to get, I think, i got to talk to the t-shirt guy, but I'm pretty sure we can just buy like a onesie and have them just print right on top of it. I don't see an issue with that. Um, That's kind of cool, so though. We'll have, like a, we'll have a little baby running around with a jukebox club. <laughs> jukebox club. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. <laughs> we should get him crawling, and then that could be the... It's our, oh, I'm sorry. No, we I mean, should get her crawling, and then that could be the Twitter picture for yeah. a while. Well, I guess it'd be up to them if they want their little baby. Well, no, if she's crawling though, you can't see the face. Yeah. Like on the if it was on the back, like I wouldn't want to promote it if it was. If you could see her face either. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's just weird to yeah, take yeah. pictures of kids, but like on the back though, or we could take the picture of it before, like just like the the, the, onesie, the onesie itself, because yeah. that's kind of cool too that we have like yeah. kid merch. <laughs> like, because we're such a kid friendly fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking friendly. Um. Yeah, I feel like you don't get kids merch unless you're, like, big, you know? Yeah. Like like us. <laughs> like us. Those bands, like, U2 yeah. has kid merch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting the free shirt because he recommended Swag. one to us. Because he followed the rules. Followed the rules. And, well, he didn't, did he go through, he just no, contacted he, you, yeah, which is. he didn't have the Twitter. He didn't use the Twitter. But if you wanted to use the Twitter and you don't have our numbers, because we're not giving you those out, um, it is at Jukebox Club Pod. It's a Twitter handle. You can go there. Suggest an album. Suggest mm-hmm. a band. We'll pick the album if you yep. don't want to do that. And you might get swag. Or you will get swag. <laughs> it's not even a question anymore. No. We're getting them shirts made. Um, if you want to email Scouts us, honor. you don't have the Twitter. The, the Twitter. Twitter. Uh, you can email us. Uh, jukebox plug. Damn it! Damn it. I, I went through so many episodes doing this fine. Well, and now I'm a damn. We did have pleasure. a we did have a lag too. Yeah. Though, again. Jukeboxclubpod at gmail.com. Nailed it. See. Nailed it. Um, and next week. Oh, next week's our tenth episode. We found out. Tenth episode. So we're doing uh something special. We're gonna do the Weezer. The Weezer. The Weezer. Weezer the Blue album. Uh, from. 1994, which fucking caught me off guard. I was four yeah. years old. Yeah. How old were you? Oh, 88. Six? Six. I don't do math after four <laughs> o'clock on Fridays, so. No, but that's, yeah, think about that. Yeah, I wasn't even in a kindergarten or anything at this point. I might have just been starting. Yeah. Probably, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it would have been, like, that time frame. Yeah. But who would have thought, like, the greatest album yeah. of all time? <laughs> Weezer. We could say we were alive for it, though. Yeah. When the greatest album of all time was... I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be an easy podcast to do. I don't even have to listen. Like you said, you could do it right now if you wanted I could, to. Yeah. <laughs> I could give you four hours on the yeah. new album. <laughs> song by song by song. Yeah. Um, if you don't have it, um, you're going to know yeah. at least half this album if you've never listen to the blue album yeah and, and the um, thing is too like a lot of people are just like oh i really like buddy holly and sadie so it's just like please listen to that whole album please like, they're all really fucking good even i know people that the sweater song is like their favorite yeah, music, yeah. but you have to truly go yeah you don't really realize how many hits are on the album until you're like holding it and like wow like these are all fucking these are all fucking good and the ones that aren't hits should have been hits yeah. because they're that good yeah. Only in Dreams I'll still say is one of the best closers I've ever heard on an album yep throwing it out there because it, I don't think it'll be topped 
Um, that is next week, though. Next week. So now you have time to go out and yep. purchase the Blue Album. Go buy it. It's <laughs> only it. eight songs, so it can't be that much. Is it much. eight? I think it's only no, eight. No, it's got to be like ten, right? I think it's only eight. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Get Sorry. out of here with that eight. Ten. What is this, a Metallica Close. album? Yeah, this is a Metallica <laughs> album. With them eight. With eight ten-minute songs. Eight ten-minute <laughs> fucking jam songs. Oh, I really like Metallica. I have to throw the jam songs in there, though, just because. Yeah. What's the one? Ah, uh, that's one. Darkness. Interpersonating me. All that I see. Absolute horror. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know why that, that. <laughs> you know I, actually, I can't pinpoint it. I was going to school, college, and driving and being, like, very tired and cranky. Yeah. And I was like, I need something to wake me up. Turn on the radio. And Abby's like, <laughs> and uh, fucking, I just wanted like, I just wanted a Weezer or something like. But then you get the. <laughs> it's like I'm. S- <laughs> She's gonna fade into the tragedy hit with that singing. <laughs> Tragically Hip. Tragically Chris. Hip is this week, yes. Um, they are from Canada, a? if you didn't know. <laughs> they mentioned, it's just like... It's, yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much culture Canadians had before listening to this. Right? Shit. Um, like, just, I guess let's dive right into it. The um, song Weed Kings. So I kind of looked looked that looked that up because there's actually a hockey team. It's a I don't know an affiliate team like AHL, maybe even less than that, mm-hmm. called the Brandon Wheat Kings. And I always thought I'm like that's a dumb name that's for a dumb a name. hockey team, the <laughs> Wheat Kings. And uh, after seeing this song called Wheat Kings, I'm like, what's that all about? So apparently, like uh, Western Canadians, that's like how they made their money. It was kind of like the coal miners of America. Oh, okay. They were like they grew wheat and sold it, and that's how they got money and moved out west and all that stuff. That's so cool. So that's something I learned about Canada. A. A. What did you learn about Canada? <laughs> I learned <laughs> time. I learned not to die in Canada. If you've seen, have you seen Kevin Smith's? He released um, uh, Tusk. Um, I didn't see Tusk. it, but I know of it. He, I know of like the Tusk. Trilogy. He had released Tusk, and then he wanted to make it like a trilogy. Right. And then he did the next one was um, Yoga Hosers, and that yeah. was the big running like <laughs> tagline was, uh, I guess through I don't know if it's throughout the whole movies, but I know it's Don't Die in Canada. Oh. Just kind of like the <laughs> the background. That's what I don't know about Canada. Oh, and um, <laughs> Chris Jericho's from Winnipeg. You idiot. You idiot. So <laughs> those are my facts I bring to the table from Canada. What else was there from Canada? Uh, there's everything's from Canada, apparently. That's cool? Um, or is it not cool? <laughs> no, but uh, these are like the Canadian Foo Fighters. Like, they're freaking huge in Canada. I saw they were like, when you can look like they were... Um, the reception from the album or the reviews from the album. Yeah. Everyone says that. Like, if you go to the, you know, canon and stuff, these are like, like you said, these are the Foo Fighters. These yeah. are the... Like the top dogs. Yeah. Um, I asked a guy from Canada, I said, like, just joking around. Right. 
I just I was just like, hey, you like the tragically hip? And uh, he was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like joking around, like didn't even think he would know who they, he's like, well, I am from Canada, so yeah, I like the tragically hip. Yeah. Well, it says like, if you go on Wikipedia under um, the reviews, uh, fully completely was extremely well received in Canada is the first sentence. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Themes. The lyrics on fully completely are heavily centered on Canadian icons and his- history. Right. Which is so true. Like I said, I never knew like how much culture Canada had. I know. And like, I mean, it's that's just really ignorant of me to say, but you never think about it. You never, we don't learn about Canada in no. history class. No. They're too quiet yeah. and well-mannered for us to learn. You know, we learn about all the bad shit that happened in Europe. It's almost like we have to learn about that yeah. stuff to get to. But you don't learn about like, oh, Canada's doing fine. Like, let's talk about them. No, let's talk no. about all the bloodshed and shit. Exactly. And garbage that it's happened everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing well, so we're just going to ignore them. Shout to Canadians for keeping it clean. Good job, Staying eh? out of the media. They're like the, um, who's like a really good athlete that's always stayed out of the media? Mm. <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> that we can't even like really think of one on the top of our Aaron heads. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He never gets in trouble. Not that I can. Fantastic athlete, and he's never doing anything stupid. Derek Jeter. Yeah. I never heard a bad thing about the guy. No. I can think of. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> See, I kept wanting to say Tom Brady, but I'm like, no, he gets surrounded by this like deflate bullshit. He's a cheater, yeah. So no, but he he doesn't like act up or anything. Kobe Bryant, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't really like. I guess as far as like the law goes, but he yeah, got you questioned know. by the law about the deleted yeah. text messages, the deflate gate. Yeah, all that shit was. Well, so think of someone that's like crystal. Crystal clear, like no. John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> See, we have to go to those guys to get <laughs> to get one squeaky clean. Roman Reigns. Roman. Uh, no, he fucking failed a drug test, man. Oh shit, he did. Yeah. Thirty days. Yeah, he's not. He's not squeaky. Cena is though. Cena's squeaky. <laughs> that has to be tough though to be like, look, you have to like. Yeah. Be that famous that rich and then not get in I think it would just like come hand in hand almost you know like, <laughs> you just get in trouble automatically you just do some dumb shit instantly <laughs> and then I don't know the celebrity the sports athlete thing that I that's really a good topic though to kind of think yeah. of, I mean not on this podcast but like to think about who's who's got a clean because some guys you can say look they played really clean yeah but their livelihood was really fucked up and then other guys, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. You know who's a Canadian star athlete that stays out of trouble? Who? Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. That is an <laughs> excellent point. Have you ever heard anything bad about Sidney Crosby? Yeah. No. I mean, when he first started out, everyone's like, he's a big crybaby. But now he's, I mean, you never hear anything, you know. But that's, see, if you're going to say he's a crybaby, though, like, he can kind of be a crybaby if he's not, like, yeah. there's nothing. And actually, all hockey players, you don't really see them, like, so yeah. and so was arrested. Canadian player was arrested for you know getting to a fight outside of a nightclub or. I think the biggest thing was it Alfredson. If it wasn't Alfredson, I'm gonna feel so bad. The guy he played for the Senators. Hmm. Uh, ended up like driving and killing his teammate. Like his teammate was in the passenger seat. And that's wow. like really the only major hockey like 
story. I mean, I'm I'm obviously distant from it. Right. More right. than like I'm just a casual fan. Like I'm not really into it. Right. I, I'm into it. I keep fucking stepping on my own <laughs> sentences here. I'm into it, but I don't fucking follow like the Twitter religiously. And, you know what I mean? All right. So that's really the only thing. I think it was Alfredson. Um. That killed somebody. <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> he just killed somebody. <laughs> I feel now, terrible. Was it because of like? I like, don't know if it was like drunk driving. Or right. I want to say that it was. Right. Uh, Disclaimer. Yeah. I don't even want to look it up either. No, <laughs> no I can't be bothered. No. We have all the time in the world, but <laughs> just I, I. I mean, Canada though. Like, if you think about it, they have a lot of like really good things that. We are benefiting off of now, like maple know, syrup, maple syrup, <laughs> and uh, Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart, get the that fuck out dick. Of Edge. Edge. Yep. Christian. The tragically hip. Tragically <laughs> hip. Gord Downey. How great is that? So I guess going back to hockey, the the song Fifty Mission Cap. I don't know what track it is on here. Track something. The, uh, nine. nine. Yep. So that's about Bill Barocco. Really. And uh, so he scores a game-winning overtime goal, and it won the Toronto Maple Leafs the cup. And this is like pretty much quoting the lyrics. And then he flies away, you know, in the off season, he takes a flight, and his flight goes down, and they never find it. Really? So, like, the guy that, like, won them the cup just disappears, like, the summer. Wow, that's eerie. Yeah, and, um... <clears throat> did they so, ever find out what happened to him? Yeah, so that was, um... When did they win the cup? I forget what year. 1962? No, 1951. So, in 1951, they won the cup, and then this guy disappears that scored the game-winning goal. And... They didn't win another cup, and they were saying, like, we won't win the cup until we find his body, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they ended up winning the cup, and that June that they won the cup again, uh, that's the when they found his body. Really? So they won the cup, he disappeared, they won the cup, they find his body. Like, wow. it was an 11-year span where he was just missing. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's kind of what this, this song touches on that, and... Uh, it's called 50 Mission Cap, and I'm like, what the fuck is a 50 Mission 50 Cap? 50 Mission Cap, yeah. So I looked it up, and it was like some some uh, military thing. But I guess when, you know, the people would come back, there was like a surplus of all the hats and stuff. And it's it was like a real well-regarded hat in the military. And what people would do is make it look rough. They'd be like, oh, this is my 50 Mission Cap. Like, So, you know, you'd make it look rough. Oh, that's so it cool. didn't look brand new. And you like, oh, this is this rookie, you know what I mean? yeah. So he ended up, at least what I got from it is Gord Downey bought uh, one of those caps, and he, he made it look all rough, and that's what he would wear around. You that's know? fucking cool. I really like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but he kept uh, Bill Barelko's hockey card inside the hat, and that's kind of what the song's about. Let's see. 50 oh, Mission shit. Cap. I actually like that title. Yeah, yeah. That's one of, that's... Uh, actually going five stars for me. Really? 50 Mission Cap. That's going on the playlist. Is this the only one from the album? No. Really? You want me to spoil it right off the bat with uh, the other one is? No. Let's, let's... Let's save it? You gotta, uh, 
The first one's free. First one. You got to start with a really good match, and then you got to end with a really good match. Yep. That was the opener right there. There you go. Um, what about you? Like, what songs uh, were you feeling from it? See, th- this is when it gets tough because, like, when you listen to it, like I did, like I had it on just like any time I had free time. So driving mm-hmm. to and from work and then just, like, doing random things around the house. It's kind of like... Also... One thing I don't like on the back, they're all scrambled. Yeah, the album. Which drives me nuts. What What do you even call it? The track listing. Track on the listing. Back of the CD is, yeah. is not in order. <laughs> which is strange because I know for me anyway, when you, especially when you have titles that go a little bit longer. Yeah. And in my, you know, I can't remember anything, but um, I need to see them mm. like in order to kind of get them like familiar in my head. Um, off a quick look. I really like track two, which I think it's the first one on here. Um, is that um, place to happen? Yes, I I, I, I was place to happen. I like I like his voice. Too. Yeah, his yeah. voice really makes it unique. It's it's one that you could almost be like, yeah, if you're in a crowded area or something, and you would hear it, you'd be like instantly like, oh, that's you know, tragically Gord, hip. Gord Downey. Gord Downey. Um, I okay. The, so the first song. I heard off of it was Courage because it's the first song on the album, excuse me. And I immediately thought, oh, this sounds like R.E.M. to me. Yes. But after listening to it through and through, they kind of like grew on me to a point where I'm like, no, this isn't R.E.M. This they is made the it tragically hip. Yeah, yeah, they sounded like their own. And uh, going back to, um, what is it they called? A Place to Happen? Is that the second track? That's the second track, yeah. Um, I remember the first time I heard it, it starts with that, like, real uh, rough guitar riff. That yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, like, this must be what you hear in, like, a Canadian biker bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you touch down over there, yeah. it just starts. <laughs> so that is actually, that song, I'm looking for a place to happen, uh, while I get the lyrics up here, that's about, um, like, colonization of the Native Americans. Really? And, like, them stealing their land, essentially. So the um, the opening line is, I've got a job I explore to find a place, an ancient race, the kind you'd like to gamble with, where they'd stamp on a burning bag of shit. So this, this song's about people moving, you know, when... Because the same thing that happened in America happened in Canada, where there right. was natives there, and they were just like, "Hey, this is ours now." And the natives are like, "What are you talking about?" Fuck yeah! <laughs> um, like, get the fuck out of here, eh? So that's kind of what it's about: is the you know first French Canadians coming in and yeah. taking over the you know North Americans. Um. Yeah. So, like he says, uh, the kind you'd like to gamble with, which is just a total shot at like uh, oh, yeah. American gambling things. Um, and Gord Downey actually, I think, yeah, look, you can see a picture of him. He, oh, wow. Um, because he was like super, super, um, I don't know the word for it, but he backed like the, uh, natives mm-hmm. and was like, it's unfair what happened to you, yeah. you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, so right here it says December 6th, 2016, um, leaders gathered to like acknowledge him for being like a. I don't know what you call it, like a champion of them, right? And uh, they like gave him a ceremony and like his own spirit name and everything, and actually watched it on YouTube. And uh, 
you see him get really choked up, and I mean, that's there's cool. A picture of it right there, where he's. Oh yeah. Uh, and that was uh, recently, December sixth. So that was like what two months ago. Yeah. That happened. How cool is that? Though you yeah. get recognized for something like that. Um, so I yeah, we didn't even address like the main topic of this. You know why we're doing this is Gord Downey has, I think they yet yeah, consider it terminal cancer. Yeah. So he is, I think in the last episode I said he was dying of cancer and was like, well, I don't want to say he's dying of cancer, but I mean, it's, it's harsh, but true. True. Yeah. At terminal cancer. You yeah. Know, you're, it's going to end you in terminal. Um, so he's been, you know, doing a lot for Canada and Canada has been doing a lot for him and he did, you know, his last tour with the band and, uh, has been paying for treatments and, you know, on stage, uh, a lot of people says like, "Oh, you can tell like how hurt he is on stage," but I'm just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how? Do yeah. You tell how how can you pain? really? I mean, it's probably more emotions than anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what a way to go out though! Like, yeah. Just like playing with your best friends, and I'm assuming best friends, and yeah. doing what you want to do. I mean, um, the guy who recommended this to us, Eric, told me he's a big uh, mouth kisser, and I guess he had like a really awkward mouth kiss with all of his bandmates during the show. <laughs> like he kissed them on the lips for like kind of too long. You know a little I mean? bit, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. That is good. But yeah, I mean, he's so, um, I guess the, I can't, I don't want to pronounce it, the Wikapi Omani. Um, that's his spirit name. That I guess like the Lakota gave him. How fucking cool is that though? Yeah. Just to get like recognized like that. Yeah, yeah. He's just been being like, kind of like, oh shit, like Gord Downey. You know what I mean? In a, I was watching concerts, you know, just live shows, you know, with him, and it's so weird to me. Like the Canadian pride is so different than American pride. Absolutely. Um, so they were waiting for Tragically Hip to come on the crowd, and you know how the you know, crowd's like, hey, oh. Let's go. Like, that's like the punk show kind of thing. Yeah. They were singing the Canadian National Anthem, <laughs> waiting oh, wow. for the Tragically Hip to come on. That's insane. I'm like, I'm like, where do you go to, you know, where would you ever go to see it? Like a show and people are singing the American National Anthem? I just, probably, I can't think of where yeah, you would see maybe it. like a Brad Paisley concert or something. Maybe. But <laughs> I doubt it. They're all going to be way too drunk. To They're <laughs> really <laughs> drunk, yeah. But I thought that was really cool. I'm like, wow, like that is just pure Canadian culture right there. It really know? is. That's at its core. Yeah. Like it's, just... it's not – because like a lot of American pride stems from like irony and, and like, oh, this is America. You know America. what I mean? And like being goofy. But like it seems like Canadian pride is like really like truly rooted in almost like everyone over there. Yeah. They take it seriously too. Yeah. Like especially at like a, a rock show or a punk show here like – that yeah. They're like going to be burning American flags, you know what I mean? Not fucking singing the national anthem. Nah. And if they like the whole Hendrix thing, yeah, how he played the national anthem, like that, and they know, shit all over it. Yeah, that wasn't him being like, oh, America, you know what I mean? He just is like, I'm gonna fucking light my guitar on fire and play the national uh, anthem because yeah. I'm a badass. I'm a badass I mean? motherfucker. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of. That just, like, really caught me off guard. I'm like, they're singing the national, like, oh, Canada. I don't know the rest. Yeah, <laughs> I know that part. Um, Even at those hockey games, though, like, you just see, like, the emotions yeah. on their faces when they sing it. It's mm-hmm. just, like, it's it's right on. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, 
like I said, they've got nothing to be ashamed. At least I, I mean, I, like, I'm not gonna pretend to know everything about Canada, but it seems like they just have nothing to be ashamed of. No, that's that was really cool, and it, it just seems oh, yeah. like this, the tragically hip as a band is is a real, like cornerstone of Canadian culture almost. Right. I, I and there's not really a band in American culture that's like that. Uh. Like I almost want to say the Beatles, but they're I was fucking just gonna the, say the British band. They're a British band, yeah. <laughs> and people turned on John Lennon when he went um, anti anti. Like they thought he was yeah. a, a spy, and you know yeah. the government was after him. And, yeah, um, bullshit. It's bullshit. Fucking Beatles. Yeah, there, I mean, there's just truly no. I mean, I I hazard to say the Foo Fighters are big, but they're not like. Big because they're American. Right. Like that's that's not their thing. No, it's like to be see. Yeah, there's there's like. I, that's I, the guy that's saying, uh, "We'll stick a boot in your ass." Oh, um, that's the American way. <laughs> like he's probably the closest mm, thing we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toby Keith. Is that Toby Keith? I don't know. That's the first it's name one of them. They all sound the they same. They all sound the me. fucking same. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember guess, that song now. You know what? Johnny fucking Cash. I guess Johnny would be, Cash would be the... I mean, he put out all those albums called American 1, 2, one, 3, two, four, three five. 4, 5. I think it goes up to 6, if I'm not mistaken. But Which he we died reviewed. after 4. He did, we did 4. We did 4. Mm-hmm. And then they put out a 5 and a 6 I think after he was dead. Those, like, yeah, like but those Tupac. were... Right, yeah. <laughs> he just kept making music. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. It's like, um, how the fuck is Johnny Cash coming out with music? More music. <laughs> It's like every year they say, like, the top celebrities that made money. Yeah. And, like, Elvis is still, like, top ten, like, how many years after his death. And You know what, too? is scary. I don't know why, and you of all people, I am ashamed of you for not bringing this up, is fucking Bruce Springsteen. What do you mean? Born in the USA. But that's... It's ironic. The complete opposite, though. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, he... Which, he actually, he tried to do, Ronald Reagan tried to use that as yeah, his campaign. Yeah. Springsteen was like, you dumb fuck, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> and people, like, if you, if you would listen to, like, I just remember, like, watching interviews on, like, old YouTube from, like, old channels about it, and, like, there were these fucking rednecks out there just being like, yeah, Springsteen's America. And it's like, no, he clearly says, like, this is not good. But, you know, people... yeah. I get where they're coming from, though. You think born in the USA, you really don't listen to what he's saying. It could take as a... It's the same thing as, like, Born to Run. He, everybody was like, oh, Born to Run, this is going to be Jersey's, like, mm-hmm. theme song. And he, the, he's talking about leaving it, and it's yeah. a suicide trap. And But nobody wants to hear that yeah. because, you know... That's, that's, a, that's really interesting. I never thought, of, like, people would think Born to Run was, like, a Jersey song. Well, they were just because, like, he's he's from, from there and he supports yeah, it so he, much. Baby, this town rips the bones, rips the from, bones my back. from your back. <laughs> it's yeah. a death trap. <laughs> there's there's this guy on it's on DVE when they do those like Saturday and Sunday they'll do like a theme show mm-hmm. and like the one was like a comedy classic Saturday and I heard the dude I don't remember his name but he did the he was in Jersey doing stand up and that was his routine was like you people are dumb like, yeah that's cool you want Springsteen to like do all <laughs> the he's like he's clearly just bashing yeah. you which is true but it, I don't know the, the American they know it's, it's I, I would say Johnny Cash yeah because you could go almost to anybody that I'm just trying to think of know. like, um, so what's that one song that's uh, 
they keep naming cities <laughs> or states. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm completely losing myself. I don't think it... I, I, for some reason, thought it was a Springsteen song, but I don't think it is. Oh. You know what I was thinking? I was mixing up I'm been everywhere, man. Oh, Another yeah. Song. But that's Johnny Cash, right? Yeah. And then he just names all the cities he in America. That, yeah. That's, that's America's <laughs> song. Um, who else would be considered, like... Um, See, they people take credit, though, like, from the U.S. bands that aren't. Like, they'll say, like, the Rolling Stones or... Yeah, they're fucking... It's, like, British invasion, British. so it's, like, <laughs> no. Um... Well, you could say, you could say Springsteen, even though he's kind of like gone against yeah. a lot of American uh, views and politics and stuff like yeah. that. He's not like on par with everybody. You could say, I'm trying to think of who you could say though. The thing is, you could oh, say fucking, people, been, uh, are they that big though? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, yeah. <laughs> Ted Nugent's a big American guy. He is, but then again... There's people that our age, you would say Ted Nugent, and they would be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. They're not. It's hard to get that. carry over. Right. You know, it's hard to get that universal guy mm-hmm. that everyone's like. Like you say Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash is probably. About 95% of the people know Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, same as like the Beatles or the Stones yeah. or people like that. But then you say like, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Gaslight Anthem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's my answer for everything. <laughs> Gaslight Anthem. Gaslight Weezer. Anthem. Weezer. Uh, I, that's another thing. I know we'll bring this up in a later one, but you really, you know those things where you say like, oh, I don't trust people that don't like dogs or that don't yeah. like pets. If you don't like Weezer, I, I'm questioning you. I'm just throwing it out there right now because... <laughs> or Gaslight Anthem. Is there really a Gaslight Anthem one that you could say like, oh... You know, um, getting into wise. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone that's like I've showed gaslighting them to that didn't like them. No, same as I mean, you have to pick your battles too, though. Yeah, like you could never a hardcore like country fan. You could never give them like an against me album yeah, and be like that. enjoy this because mm-hmm. they just wouldn't. Vice versa too, though. The biggest against me fan. Yeah. You give them. Um, who who did we mention earlier? Johnny Cash? No, the you we were like, Ted oh Nugent. that guy. No, it was like a country guy. Um Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. I don't know yeah. If you give like a hardcore against me fan of yeah. Brad Paisley album, they're gonna be like, get the fuck away from yeah. me, you know. Well Tom Petty was another well, we were talking about before we started recording, Tom Petty. Tom is, Petty is a guy we feel like no one would hate, but my brother doesn't like him Your at all. Doesn't like Tom Petty. He I, says he's his least favorite. <laughs> Artist. That's on it. Like I've never heard that. I've heard like people say that about you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, even about Springsteen, they're wrong. But I've heard it. <laughs> um, who else? It's like you would think they were like universally loved, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. You two is a big one. Yeah. You two is one I hear a lot about. You two has like a few good songs I'd say, but I'd never like sit down and listen to them. Right. Well, they're coming back to Pittsburgh this summer to do the Joshua Tree in its entirety. But, like, see, here's my beef with U2. And I know my brother said the same thing. We went to the U2 show a few years ago. It's like 2010 or 2011. Mm -hmm. And um, it was all visual. Like, the music was almost secondary. Mm -hmm. It was more like a, a, 
show show. And, like, before they came out, they had all these um, um, screens set up, and it was, like, giving you facts about the world, like, X amount of number of people die a year from smoking, like, all this stuff, like, X amount of people a year starve to death. And then you go out to the merchandise stands, and their shirts are $65. (laughs) And it's, like, you can't really, you know what I mean? Like, the average person spends X amount of dollars on their cell phone every month. And it's like, don't preach to me and then do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he got real, maybe not as much vocally. Like when he came out, there was more about the music, but like before it just like, it put this like preachy vibe on. Yeah. Like very pretentious. It seems like. Yeah. And it's like, why? Mm -hmm. Just because they're you two. Bono. You know what though? Akon is like one of the artists that just like, he dropped everything and he went to Africa and he's like helping build wells and stuff. Really? And he hasn't made like an album since. I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never hear of Akon. It's just, he's just like over there, like really selflessly helping out. And they interviewed him about it. And he was just like, honestly, like I woke up one day and was just like looking at like my gold chains and, you know, my jewelry and my clothes and was just like, I feel really guilty. And he ended up like getting rid of a bunch of his stuff and he just went over to Africa. See, that's really cool, though, yeah. to be like, look, I, people are suffering. Yeah. You can't say a bad thing about He raised guy. over a billion dollars, like a billion with a B. Like, I'm just like, that's B. fucking insane. Like, billion dollars? Anyway, shout out to Akon. Shout out to Akon. <laughs> was he the one that had that song with Eminem? The Shake huh? That or Smack yeah, That Ass or something? That up on the floor. That was like a good song. That. I like that. Tragically hip. Tragically <laughs> hip. Talking about Akon Smack That I know. <laughs> Making a billion dollars. Or... Yeah. We always go on tangents, though, huh? Hey. <laughs> that's what they keep coming back for, that's... though. Oh. You know what? Uh, I'll mention this in the intro. I found out that you can listen to podcasts at two times speed. What? So, like... Rather than being like a ninety-minute podcast, it can right. like go to a forty-five-minute. We'd just be talking really fast, like this, you know. The whole ah, time. no shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to bring that up. Yeah, I'll bring it up in the intro. But why would you want to speed this up? <laughs> you got to savor it. And what's funny too is I splice in clips of songs into it. Yeah. So if you're listening to it at two x speed, you just hear really fast songs. <laughs> into it. I'm not a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, going back to Courage, how I said it sounded like REM. Mm-hmm. Um, the how in parentheses it says okay, Courage. The title is called Courage, and then in parentheses for Hugh McLennan. And I was like, I don't know who that is. So right. I looked it up, and it was a it's a Canadian author. Of course, he's Canadian. Of course, and he was writing about he he. From what I read, he was kind of the first guy to really write about, I don't want to say the boring stuff in Canada, but he kind of just wrote about, like, his local town and stupid stuff that would go on there rather than, like, big city stuff. Right. um, That's really cool, though. And his wife ended up dying, and I guess Hugh, like, almost committed suicide. Because he was, like, super depressed, and then he wrote a book. Let me find out the book's name. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> Not that his wife died, but... Yeah, the watch that ends the night. And the, the cover looks familiar. I mean, I, I 
I've definitely seen that before. I've like I think it looks familiar, but it also looks a lot like the Great Gatsby cover. Oh, uh, you so know what? I might be mixing it up with that. So I don't know. Now that you say the Great Gatsby, yeah. that's pretty much dead <laughs> on. Actually, yeah, it looks just like the Great Gatsby's cover. Yeah, so it might be the Great Gatsby. So the the sorry, the song "Courage," like the lyrics, um, have a lot to do with that book. Uh, I guess the protagonist of the book. What happened? He. There's a there's a line that says, "Damn it, <laughs> I got lost it." Um. Okay, so he, I'll paraphrase. He was asked, um, like, "Why didn't you ask that girl out or something?" And he right. said, "Well, you know, he came up with excuses, and then his the last excuse was like, I just didn't have the courage." You know what I mean? So See, that's, that's kind of what this song's about is finding the courage. And the the novel is based around like people not being like raised to believe in anything. Like I mean, it's kind of true, like our generation didn't really have anything to fight for. I mean, us two white guys, you know what I mean? Like, what have we really fought for? So and like and I hate to like but like people shit on our generation all the time. You know, like right here it says they were raised on TV, um, they barely have any religion, you know, not, they have no reason to fight for anything. And I'm just like, I'd like to, like, fight back against that argument yeah, a little absolutely. bit. But, but I can see where they're coming from. So that's I call what, bullshit. That's what this song's about, is, right, is, right. is finding the courage to have something to fight for. And uh, the opening line of this is, um, watch the band oh, yeah. through a bunch of dancers. So the... Uh, um, do you have the lyrics up here? Well, yeah. Let's see. Um, it says something about follow it up with something familiar. These are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, here I got it. Watch okay. the band through a bunch of dancers. Quickly follow the unknown with something more familiar. Quickly, yep. something more familiar. That line is about um, seeing a band and they're playing their new stuff. Really? And it says quickly follow the unknown with something more familiar and he um gord downey says he always had to structure his set lists when he put out a new album he'd have to put like three new songs and then he'd have to put like his hit right after that right because right. he knew that people were going to be getting bored with his newer stuff and that kind of goes back to the whole like all these kids all they want is you know they just want to be force-fed stuff. They don't want to sit there and earn new things. And Satisfaction has to come now. There's yeah, no waiting. Yeah. And that's kind of what like uh, that line is about. Like I, I feel obligated to put you know, uh, a hit there because I know the crowd's going to start to get bored. I don't know. I, it, it's really, you can this, see where it comes from, like his point of it. Yeah, this you was know. Uh, really one of the albums that really digging into the lyrics I found a lot like what was the last one we oh the, the fallout boy one you know what I mean you can't really dig deep into those lyrics not that they're fun songs you know what I mean don't get me wrong but they're um there's a purpose for them and there's not to think past them though. yeah yeah they're I, it's, I use the term paper thin all the time right, right. like they're you know if you poke Couldn't through you're gonna just poke through but it, you know these are like a mound of dirt, you know, if you poke through, there's going to yep. be more than yep. just the surface. And there's people that you could analyze these for days. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. But that's, sometimes that's the best stuff, though. Yeah. Is, is it like the, like I, I, 
the instant gratification, like you have to do a little bit of digging. And then you can interpret it into your beliefs or mm-hmm. you could go find what it's really about, which is, that's a two-way street. Sometimes it's, it's like, I like doing that. I like knowing what the core of it is. And other times it kind of like, not that it ruins the song, but you almost never see it the same. Chris here. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause and pay those gimmicks called bills. You know, those things that just help us pay for the new chairs and new laptops. Now, here's Cameron Stone Cold with our sponsor. I, I tell you what, it, today it's it going to be uh, Cameron Bret Hart here. Uh, hey, I, I want to talk but, to you about Canada. But we wanted... We need to hear from you know, we'll, we'll Cameron Stone Cold for I, the sponsor. We'll get back to that. Uh, the sponsor. I just want to say real quick, uh, I, I want to talk about Montreal. I want to talk about Vancouver. Uh, but m- most importantly, I want to talk about Calgary. Uh, that's where the Heart Dungeon is. Uh, I, you know what? And Tyson Kidd was the last graduate, uh, the true graduate of the Heart Dungeon. I, uh, you know, he's doing good things with Natty. Natty should be the women's champion. Uh, yeah, sit down, Chris. It, it, it's going to be a while. Uh Natty is the the best technical female wrestler uh, besides me. If uh, oh, I'm a male, uh, but Tyson, I tell you what, if he didn't get hurt by uh, that big wolf Samoa Joel, <laughs> uh, he he's gonna go out there and hurt everybody. Now he's on the main roster on Raw, and uh, people want him in the Rumble. And I'm thinking, you know, Samoa Joel is not even top five thousand in the world. He's not gonna be in the thirty man <laughs> Rumble. Uh, they send Roman Reigns out there. I, I get it. Roman Reigns, I, I, he got the body armor on there. Uh, he doesn't want to get hurt. You know, Seth Rollins powerbomb him into the uh, turnbuckle there. Uh, he's going to get hurt. Uh, I, I tell you, Vince should equip all his guys with body armor. <laughs> now, Chris, sit down. Yes, now, yes. Chris, sit down. Yes, yes. Uh, so Vancouver uh, is a good, good province. Uh, there's, there's like seven more that I can't name. Uh, Calgary, <laughs> uh, the Heart Dungeon, Samoa Joe, though, he's hurting Seth Rollins on Raw. And I tell you what, and Seth Rollins is the guy that's going to be hurting everyone else on Raw. So why, you know, if you put in a guy that's going to hurt somebody against a guy who's going to hurt somebody, you're just, everyone's going to get hurt there. I tell you what there. <laughs> uh, you know, so let's let's say that the, uh, the the podcast here is brought to you by Canada. Uh, let me just read some quick facts. There's uh, 43 Red Robins in Canada. And I've 43. eaten at... I've eaten at 42 of them. Uh, the 43rd one is actually up <laughs> in the Northern Territories there. And uh, I just Natty won't give me a ride there, so I can't make it there. Uh, but the best bathroom is the uh, one in Vancouver. Uh, they got the really good bathroom. They, they have the double-wide stalls, you know, with the grips on them for, for power stalls. squeezing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I got that up there, eh? Uh, if, if you want to export maple syrup, uh, Canada's your guy. Uh, if you want to... Uh, Get cheered by the best fans in the world. Canada's your guy. Um, and uh, honestly, you know, you're looking for Cameron Stone Cold to do these uh, podcasts with you. But the double turn at WrestleMania 13 I did, <laughs> I, that was all on me. I mean, Cameron Stone Cold had nothing to do with that. The, the, the crowd was booing me because I was such a good heel work there. Uh, and I tell you what, the, the, the fans in Canada are so loyal, especially during the Montreal Screwjob. And I, you know, Vince, you know, that I can blame Vince for that all, all they want. And, and he did kick me in the nuts. I'll give him that. But, you know, I, if, if you, you know, I, Shawn Michaels. let him catch me in my, uh, don't even talk to me about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it, I, I'll throw in my denim shorts and my leather jacket and my, and my, uh, my goofy ass Tom O'Sullivan, <laughs> Tom O'Sullivan sunglasses from eighth grade. And, uh, I'll smack him up the uh, side of the head there. I, he's not very good. I, Shawn Michaels isn't even top 100 wrestler in the no. world. 
I'll tell you what. Uh, top 1,000? You want me to name my top five wrestlers? Absolutely. Uh, current or uh, retired included? Let's go retired recluded. Okay, uh, number one. Or no, we'll start with number five. Yeah, number five. Uh, Jim D'Anville, ninth heart. Absolutely, uh, yes. Number four would be D.H. Smith. Uh, number three is a tie between Tyson Kidd and Natalia. <laughs> uh, number two is is my dear brother Owen Hart. Owen Hart, yes. Uh, number one uh, is definitely going to be me. I tell you what, I'm the best at the sharpshooter. Sharp I'm the best man. at... Uh, what other moves you want to talk? The elbow drop, the Bret Hart elbow drop. Bret Hart uh, and elbow I tell you drop. what, shout out to CM Punk. He did the elbow drop on my birthday, and I appreciate that. Hey, and I want the more people to do my moves on my birthday. Unlike I want Sting, gifts. though. I tell you what, if you want to give me a gift card, uh, my address is uh, seven twenty one Vancouver. It's just a Heart Dungeon. Look it up. Just send. Can't uh, miss it. Uh, I, I appreciate, I tell you what, $25 isn't enough, but like a $50 gift card to Red <laughs> Robin, because uh, that'll get me an appetizer and, you know, and a soda. Yes. Because you, I, I tell you what, the soda's up in Red Robin. They, they're just jacking the prices up now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I went there one time, and first off, the lady only refilled my drink like once, and, and I went to use the bathroom, and, and, and you know, that, that when the bathrooms are too small, I, I can't fit in there. And, you know, I ended up falling asleep on the stall because of how small it was. And my head just propped up against the wall there. <laughs> hey, and, I, you know, I wake up and, and Red Robin's closed and they actually locked me in the bathroom there. And, and I, I barely had any minutes left to call Natty on my track phone. You're a Canadian hero. Uh, so, you know what, I, that's what I'm saying. How can they lock a Canadian hero in the bathroom at Red <laughs> Robin there? Uh, this was actually the Red Robin in Hamilton. So, you know, uh, I don't go back to that one. Yes. Uh, but I called Natty, and she actually was doing a show on Raw. But you know what? I, I told her, if they're not going to give you the title, <laughs> just come pick me up from Red Robin. So that's what she Naturally. did. She left Raw and drove eight hours to pick me up, and she made them unlock the door, and, and now I'm here. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Red Heart is going to sue us. <laughs> I call them twist endings in songs like there's a there's song like 1930 by gaslight going yeah. back to that um i feel like has a twist ending because yeah. you find out he's talking about his grandmother with alzheimer's yes. and not like some chick that you know he dumped her yeah there's a really good song and i almost don't even want to ruin it for anyone it's called um yesterday by atmosphere okay now, if you don't want it ruined, skip, skip five seconds ahead. Yeah, you have the skip button. But I'll let you listen to it yeah, after yeah. this. Um, the song is, he talks about, you know, yesterday I thought I saw you, but my, my mind does crazy things. I, you know, I wanted to come talk to you, but I don't, wouldn't even know what to say. And then he talks about, he's like, I messed up bad, yada, yada, yada. Like, uh, if I saw you, I'd apologize. I'd never say another bad word about you. But you find out, like, the song sounds like he's talking about an ex that got away from him. Right, but right. At the end of the song, he says, I thought I saw you yesterday, but I didn't because you passed away, Dad. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, Pfft. yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. right? Like, it was just a, it was you a twist ending. The, yep. <laughs> you already have the person who you think about, yeah. like, halfway through the song. And then when it happens, it's yeah. just like, yeah, so, like, after, like, hearing the song a second time, you're like, oh, 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 I get it. it. It's like a fucking well, that's, Tarantino that's, movie. It really is. You <laughs> must have to listen to it and watch it a few yeah. times to get everything. That's, I mean, 1930 is, like, the perfect example. Yeah. 
How many times have you heard that and just thought, oh, this is such yeah. a, you know, about a check? Yeah, but that, that last line that, um, what? Said to me before. Oh, yeah, the last thing you ever said to me was, I loved you more than the stars, the stars in, in the sky, sky. but your name yeah. just escapes me that night is about Alzheimer's. Which is, that's like one of those ones that it's still just, yeah. it's a real painful, I don't know how he gets to that, but that's a painful <laughs> lyric, man. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Good stuff. What, uh, did you have a favorite off of this album? My favorite was, find it again, number 11, which would be... Wherewithal. Wherewithal. I, it just had that unique beginning to it, mm-hmm. and it was something where, um, like how we do the, the podcast, we've explained it before, we kind of like, not overkill, but we like to just really listen to it the whole way through really dig into it really mm-hmm. just kind of like um say it's the first thing on in the car yeah you kind of really try to get a, a good feel for it so we can be prepared for these and at the time i just needed like something different I, what i'll do is usually i'll do them in order mm-hmm. and then the closer to recording when i'm just so tired of hearing like them in the order yeah, yeah. i just hit the r- random button or the shuffle button and mm-hmm. let it just like pick them for me I remember each time I was like, oh, I'm ready for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrics were good, too. Uh, his voice, like I, I've said it again, yeah. his voice is just so cool. And it, to me, it's that uniqueness that you really don't get from other bands. Mm-hmm. And like you said at first, it was like, okay, this is like an REM sound for us. But they really make it their own, right? which is just Absolutely. really impressive. Yeah, I think once, you, like, once I heard like, um, Looking for a Place to Happen, the guitar riff of that come in. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is not the direction I thought this band was going in. No. Because Courage kind of has its own sound, and then when it goes into the second song, it has like a really like, muddy, for lack of a better word, guitar riff that, that leads it off. Right. And I was just like, wow. Uh, You're this not is expecting not what I expected. No. <laughs> What's the REM, their biggest? Is it the religion? Um, that's me in the, the corner. corner. Also, that's what I expected yeah. to. Yeah. Kind of be going for. Um, going back to the wherewithal, uh, I guess he started a, Gord Downey started that song once live. He said, this song is either about Richard Nixon or Richard Dawson. Take your pick. <laughs> so that goes back to kind of what we said about learning yeah. the true meaning of a song. And he, he just kind of is just like, eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It's out there. It's for your... Yeah. But I guess the Nixon thing, he had to wherewithal to get out in time because didn't he... Stepped down before he was impeached. Yeah. So that's... You won't have Richard Nixon to kick around anymore. Yeah. I think was his line. I just remember the... Uh, that was, I think that was... Was that Kennedy's line when he came in to office? Like, they don't have Nixon. Maybe it was his I line. I think it might have been him. I remember, like, in the all the... Um, you can look that up, actually. Yeah. I don't want to do this quote. No, Mr. no, that's, that's a really good quote. And it, um, if it's from Nixon, that's a lot cooler than what I thought. It so is. I, I wish, I hope it's from Nixon. The, the social studies books, I remember, it was the famous picture of him with the, the two... The two peace, peace signs. signs. <laughs> yeah, on getting on the plane. Get, yeah, getting on the plane, and then he... I also remember, like, um, there were a bunch of videos we used to watch, too, on him. Just, like, his speeches and stuff. And he just had yeah. that, that voice. I don't know, it was, like, captivating. It was a Nixon quote. It That's was. awesome. I I assumed it was the next president, and he said, listen, you guys don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. Right. Like, this is me. And What was the exact quote? He's, um, you won't have Richard Nixon damn, to kick I around I just exited out. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back up. Yeah, he said, 
you don't have you won't have Nixon to kick around anymore because gentlemen, this is my last press conference. That was his, that was his quote. That's a fucking cool quote. That's man. fucking cool. Yep. <laughs> he had the wherewithal to get out in time. See, man. it's almost like Johnny Cash, like just calling his shots way in advance, yeah. and then like you know, it's fucking cool. <laughs> I always think about Sam Hall, man. I do too. <laughs> I think about I, that song all the time. And you know what? When I when I hear it on my iPod, I always want to be like, man, I wish I would have said more about how like cool this fucking song is because yeah. I really enjoy it. Damn your eyes. Damn your eyes. Yeah, that was a really cool I think my favorite part, we're going back to that, fuck it. Um, when he's, <laughs> and he's talking to, uh, what's the girl's name? Um, I don't know. The girl Someone's at the end. in the crowd, in the crowd. In the crowd, yeah. Where he's like yelling name. to her, ain't yeah. you proud? Yeah. And he's like getting pissy. Like, I, I, I like that yeah. part. That's a good. And the sheriff, he come too. He come, come too. I love the line now. He says, how are you? And I say, well, Sheriff, how are you? How are you? Damn your eyes. Damn your eyes. <laughs> I just picture him, like, because in that stage, he wasn't obviously in the best of, like, health. Yeah. But yeah. I can just picture this old dude in the <laughs> yeah. studio just getting all fired up and <laughs> makes me awesome. happy, you know? I don't know. Um, Damn your eyes. My, okay, so my favorite off the album. Yes. Pigeon Camera. Ooh. Did you See, like that's that a good one? one, too. I just love, like, the melody of the chorus that, It's boring. I'm embarrassed. Yes. Um, oh, I, I fucking, I listened to that song today and was real into it. That's another, yeah, obviously that's a five-star song going on. That's a five-star. I think that, it's a Pigeon Camera, 50 Mission Cap, and Wheat Kings are getting five-star. Courage was really close, but I think... It just takes too long to get started, and it, I can just picture me in the car just hitting skip on it, and that's kind of like the now why the that's why the five star thing was built, so I didn't have to skip through all my songs. It's actually a foolproof plan. Like yeah. there should be no <laughs> fuck ups in that. That is a good point too. Sometimes when it takes a little bit long to get to the point, it's like, yeah, do you really have time to sit through this? Yeah, however long. Not intro, but you know, intro. Mm-hmm. Wherewithal was really good, though. I think it, that suffers from being way too late in the album, though. That's another thing, too, because it's... I don't want to say it's a long album by any means, but it is a little bit lengthy where you have, yeah. there's like... There's, like, a lot of really long songs in a row. Yeah. Like, there's, like, normal-length songs, and then there's, like, four four-minute songs in a row or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, come on. They, they, um... They hit you pretty good with it, too. Yeah. Um... Not to like, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like we were saying, we're a fan of the, you're a really big fan of just the quick, yeah. simple, boom, boom, boom. Like quick you hitters. just get it out of there and. Yeah, if, if you're going to be like a four and a half plus song, like you better have bring something really special to the table for yeah. me, you know, for you to keep my interest on there. Especially for how long some of those. Yeah. And that's kind of like what. Like that's kind of like the thing with courage is it just is is a little too long for me. Yeah, and it, like not that the like I said you can have a four and a half minute song and it still be good, but you you got to like really switch something up or you know change something here or there. It's it's tough once you pass that four minute mark, you have to almost like you said you have to be 
it's, something has to be brought to the table. Yeah. <laughs> to make me, because you, you're invested this long. Yeah. Where you could easily just put on like a Misfits or a Ramon song yeah. and be done within 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and even like now with the against me against me album is like a half hour mm-hmm. and it's like really short. really short, so you can't really. I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough thing to do because I know you want to get as an artist, you want to get all of your ideas for the song out there, but it's also like, is this enough for them to stay invested the yeah. whole time? What's your uh, least favorite off the album? My least favorite would be. <laughs> you gotta pull out that. I, I, here, you know, I have an easier list right here. Oh, that's per- in an order. CD, Damn. CD art. Hmm. I'll talk about mine. Was yes. lionized. Uh, yeah. I just really don't have anything to say about that song. It. I remember the first time. Uh, so the first time I I played it, I played it from the CD. And mm-hmm. From the CD in my car, it just says track. It doesn't say what title really? or anything. And in that song, he keeps going, lion eyes, over and over again. And I'm just like, I'm thinking, like, what the fuck what is the he saying? What the fuck, yeah. And I think just from that, like, I don't know what it was. I, I think the repetitiveness of it just kind of drove me nuts. And, and I ended up, like, probably hearing it three or four times and skipping it, like, every other playthrough. Yeah. How did you feel about the, the closer, the last song? Um, El Dorado. El Dorado. Mm, it just didn't really do anything for me. That's that was my least really favorite as far as like because I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I like the um. There's a part in it because he goes, "There's a man size under," and then he goes like, "He coming, he coming, he coming, he coming." I don't know what he says there. I don't either. But but you, it's a pretty cool line. You need to kind of. This is how I feel them anyway. You're, you're, the last song almost has to leave like a really good taste in your mouth. Like you're mm-hmm. really wanting more. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, there's so much good stuff on there. It's kind of hard to put a closer on it. But this one just kind of like, I was ready to start the album over again. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where it hurt it for me. So Eldorado would be my least favorite. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't. I feel like Eldorado, I don't know, maybe I'm being unfair to it, but it just did absolutely nothing for me. Maybe I didn't read too much into it, or maybe I didn't read the lyrics correctly. Yeah. But I'm just, what, man size on the inside, or I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's not for me. (laughs) It's not. Um, Weed Kings, I want to say, is like their biggest one off the album, which is the acoustic one. Right. Like, we kings and pretty things. Would you recommend that one? I know we always do that, but would that uh, be your recommended? Yeah, I guess so. That's mine, because yeah. it's just so... Yeah, that that would be the if, if If someone said, like, oh, what do they like? What do they sound like? I guess I would show them Wheat Kings first. Exactly. Yeah, and if you're not into Wheat Kings, you're probably not going to be into the other stuff either. You that's a I mean? good. That's a very good point. Because I'd hate to show someone Pigeon Camera, like which, for example, is my favorite, and then be like, "Oh, I really like this song," and then go check out the tragedy the hit. But like, you're not gonna get another song that sounds like Pigeon Camera. But you know what I mean? Like Courage or Weed Kings are probably. I think when you're giving somebody new new music, you really have to sell them on like the absolute best of the album. Yeah. Even though they might be a little bit disappointed because <laughs> the rest of the album isn't quite as good as that one, but you also have to hook them some way. Yeah. Shape yeah. or form. So that's where I would go personally. Yeah. Um, Weed Kings, uh, I read, is about 
a guy who was wrongly convicted of raping someone. Really? <laughs> so I'm just Damn. like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, weed kings. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, um, yeah, their line is, uh, which actually, I usually talk about like you know, my favorite lines here and there. And uh, <laughs> my favorite line going into this, before I even knew uh, what the song was about, it was... Um, he says, no one's interested in something you didn't do. And then it goes right in the chorus, we kings. And then, but the See, lead up cool. to that line is 20 years for nothing. Well, that's nothing new. Besides, no one's interested in something you didn't do. The guy served 20 years for rape. See? And it says, well, no one's interested if you didn't do it. Right. It's like they're all saying, like, yeah, you did it. Right. And apparently, like, this guy, I don't know if you, uh, Watched Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole, what was that guy's name? It wasn't Brennan Dassey. That was Stephen um, Avery. Avery. Thank you. So Avery, they were saying, we'll give you a shorter sentence if you say if you just say you did it. Oh, that was the most frustrating thing. he was like, I didn't fucking, fucking do it. Thing. And that's, that's what this song's about, is, is the guy is not taking a shorter sentence. Right. He's standing up and saying, I didn't do this. Listen to me. And I guess his, right. was it his mom? Which this is all a true story. It's not just like made up for the song. Right, right. I want to say his mom was, like, championing for him outside of prison and uh, saying, like, he didn't do it. And then once more, like, kind of the whole Stephen everything, once more, uh, like, technological advances came and forensics and all that, they ended up clearing him and saying, like, oh, yeah, like, they had, like, DNA evidence or something, and they said, like, oh, there's no way he could have done this. Right, right. This is, like, not his DNA, yada, yada, yada. Now that you mention that, like that making a murder, my blood just starts yeah, to boil all over again. That just pissed me off. <laughs> and I remember it came out, when it first came out, people started like, it was just, I got to it right before it like blew up. Because uh-huh. I wanted to just check it out. And the first episode, obviously, it hooks you. Uh-huh. And then yeah, the, that, uh, the first episode like ends with like a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. Like, this is a damn documentary. How do you have a cliffhanger? That's what I said. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you find out like that scene when they had that kid and the fucking we were just talking about the kid. Yeah, when they pulled him the, from they school. pulled him from school. Mm-hmm. My head was just coming on. They yeah. fucking had him in there for hours. Because he was clearly like super like not like really understanding what's going on and super anxiety and no. like just wanted to be back in school and they're like we'll let you back in school if you tell us what we want to hear and yeah. I'm like pretty much you're just telling him to you're lie just telling him to lie and then the, the, the kicker what did you do to her hair yeah he just fucking said he didn't do it and then like, he's like naming different things he's like uh I dyed it they're like no he's like, like uh no, I cut um, it and they're like yeah it. yeah you cut it yeah you <laughs> cut it right you definitely cut it it's like yeah, then this comes out, man. and it's like, I'm glad he got released, because yeah. after that came out, who in the right A lot of people were saying, mind? like, he got released in time for WrestleMania. That was great. <laughs> Did you hear X-Pac, what X-Pac said? No. He said he would take him to WrestleMania if That's he ever got really released, so. Cool. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he does, too. Go on, X-Pac. Yeah, X-Pac, we're calling you out. Calling you out. Take, and us, you can take us, too. We'll go, too. <laughs> Sean Waltman. What was the other one? And uh, one, two, three, kid. One, two, three, kid. And I think he was six. Six in WCW. WCW. I remember the NWO had the NWO shirt, mm. and on the back it had the um, six ball. The six ball, which mm. is really quite cool. So X Pac, <laughs> shout out. Swigga Swig- Sonic for the X Pac there. Damn right. <laughs> Also, if you want to be a sponsor, yeah, <laughs> Sonic, Sonic Nero. Nero. It's not an energy drink; it's a lifestyle beverage. I want to point that <laughs> Dude, out. You got the fucking tagline down. Does it say that on there? It does. Not an energy drink. 
Lifestyle beverage. There it is. I'll be damned. <laughs> so I guess it's the greatest tagline of a drink I've ever heard. They're actually really good, too. Yeah, I, I had the bliss for uh, Royal Rumble, and it contained me when Randy Orton won. Randy Orton won <laughs> when Reigns was 30, even though I'm a Reigns fan. Dude, I was thinking that I think Reigns is my favorite wrestler on the roster. Really? I just, I mean, Cena's up there, and like... Cena's my dude. Dude, fucking five years ago, Cameron would have been like, how do you like fucking John Cena? But some, he did it for me. When he won, when he beat The Miz for the title, I was just like so... So I was glad. so happy. Yes. I was just like, Cena's my guy. Well, I think too, like, just his... Overall, like, he seems to just get better. Yeah, yeah. And he's... Like what, the, the fucking uh, Canadian driver he did? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> How did he pull that off? Yeah. And kudos to AJ Styles yeah. for letting him do that. Because yeah. Cena's a big dude. Yeah. I would be like... Cana- oh, dude, I just said Canadian driver. Canadian driver. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm if I'm AJ Styles, and that was deep into the match. Yeah. Like, at least past 20, 25 minutes. I remember thinking, minutes. like, they're really tired. There's probably not really much going on. <laughs> just pulls up. Fucking Canadian driver. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced though that was the Reigns thirty thing was done to like just fuck. I with people. actually read that the reason they put Reigns out in thirty was to get Randy Orton a pop when he eliminated Reigns because they didn't want Randy to eliminate uh like a let's say a Samoa Joe or a Finn Balor that's, that's going to get uh, cheered because they I think they're trying to turn Randy face so they wanted Randy uh, to eliminate somebody that's a bad like gunning. Like, yeah, he's eliminated. Thank God. So that's why they put Reigns. Which makes no sense because if you remember the Rumble that we were at, everybody was cheering Reigns to beat to be Batista. Batista. I wanted it. Yeah. I didn't want Batista I to win. I miss Rumbles where the last two people are, like, battling. Because, like, right. this Rumble, like, Bray gets eliminated and then Reigns is immediately It was really and quick. Randy wins. Like, I, would, I miss when they're, like, battling for a while. Like, what was that? Sean Taker and the That was one of my favorites. Yeah, Rumble, how they fought for, like, 30 minutes <laughs> as the last two. It or was something. so... And they kept doing, like... Sean kept trying to do the elbow. Yeah. And Taker would get up and it was like, <laughs> get off the rim, get off the rim. <laughs> yeah, I... Like I said, I just thought it was kind of like Vince just, like, poking the trolls. Yeah. Just being like, 30s Reigns. Yeah, fuck y'all. It's but you had so you had the best line of the night because I'm thinking at first everyone's like oh what the fuck, Reigns is just doing what any of yeah. us would do if your boss was like hey go out and do that yeah. go get that thing, <laughs> you're number thirty he yeah. doesn't have a say yeah. what's he gonna do no yeah, Rain, you could tell Reigns is just like are you sure about this are you sure about you sure this? you want to put me out at number thirty I think his face too when he first yeah. came out was just like oh god this isn't that burn out. Burn out. <laughs> People were just like, what, what the, the fuck? The best with the reaction videos. Yeah, this cracked me up. My, my favorite was the dude that was actually at the Rumble. Yeah. And his and face just like, was just... <laughs> and he like put his eyes down. He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, you said El Dorado was your least favorite, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um... There's not okay. So locked in the trunk of the car. That's, that's, that's like really the only one of the only ones we haven't talked about yet. Yes. I just wanted to bring it up because that's like super fucking popular, and yeah. I just didn't really get it. Like listening to it. Yeah. Um, that's a, I know a place. It's dark and it's rotted. Yes. Um, Is it there. like their big hit mm, from besides? Um, that's like what they end their sets with. Oh, really? That's like their Saturday or uh, what's that? We uh, break all the rules. Yeah, thank you. We laugh at danger. 
Um, yeah, and I just kind of was like, really? I, I don't know. Kind of, I mean. That's another one I'm just like, I just, I guess I just don't get it. Yeah. It's, that's another one. If you're going to do a live set, though, your, your closer has yeah. to be fucking good. <laughs> um, I guess that one's about a serial killer. Like, it's just like from the perspective of a serial really? killer. And uh, Gord Downey actually says he doesn't like doing it live. But he's like he still does because it just makes him feel uncomfortable because of like what the oh, context of the song is. Absolutely, you know what I mean. I remember. I don't know if this was just fancy or one of the um, trio songs. Um, Sadie is about the um, Charlie Manson murders. Oh, okay. And um, and it was kind of actually this is weird. In the middle of the song, one of someone starts reading a passage from her book. One of the girls that was locked up for the Manson murders. Oh. The girl that reads it is Heather Gable, uh, Laura's Laura's wife. Wife, okay. which is really kind of cool. Yeah. And Nick told me she used to do their merch. Trio's oh. merch was Heather. That's cool. She would always, and I've seen like I follow Skiba on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff, and he's been uh, hanging out with her a lot, which I thought was. Still kind of cool, but like I've known he said before in the past that song made him uncomfortable at times. Yeah, yeah. Just I because bet. it's like they they play like I've seen it live. They do the they play the audio track of her talking while That's they're playing. Cool. That's really cool. And I was hoping the one night when we were in Cleveland for their past lives tour, every album she opened for them, and I, it was the same. I don't think they did Crimson that night, but I was like, oh, if they do Crimson, she should so totally yeah. come out and read it because that would be badass. Yeah. I don't think it was the same night. Um, but, yeah, I know that certain people have those songs that you don't want to – like. T- I think who else has one that they don't like to play? Um, it, you were telling me there's a one someone killed themselves to it. Is it Blink? The Adam song? I thought Adam's song, A Kid Hung I, Himself yeah, to Adam's no, song. No, I think A Kid Hung Himself prior to that, and then they wrote Adam's song. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, there are no uh, – who – I'm you were so telling me depressing. there was a song, a guy would perform this song and stop performing it, and someone yelled from the crowd for him to do it, and he was just like, fuck no, I'll never play that song again. Oh, I think that might have been Justin Towns Earl. I know it was like somebody's name. It wasn't like a band name. So it might have yeah. been Justin Towns Earl, because I know he gets really pissed when people will call it out, and I think that was him, actually. I'll check with Nick. Mm. Nick's like, because I know Nick, told me that story of the yeah. person so i'm assuming that's who it was i'll have to check with him but that's yeah i know that people there are certain songs that they just like yeah you won't do because and i i get that like there's times where you you have a feeling about something and you just don't want to bring that you put it on cd and stuff but yeah. do you really want to bring up that feeling again <laughs> yeah. i get it i get it yeah there's i um actually the as we're wrapping up <clears throat> the last I watched one of his sets, uh, Tragically Hip, mm-hmm. which actually their fans are called Hip Heads, and I love that. That is fucking cool. Yeah, um, Hedgeheads. <laughs> I guess Canadian, the word head is a big thing. They dig it. Hey. Um, yeah, okay, so that last night, last song, last scream, I guess is um, a name of their song? Let me look that up. That last That's kind of cool. And like that's what he walked out on stage playing, and like if you could see his face while he's doing it, like that's so cool. Yeah. Tragically hip. 
I, I can't really find it. I found the video though, but uh, that's I really like that. I'll just just like show you kind of. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it down so it's not coming through the speaker, but I'm just gonna show you like whoever it is like zooms in on his face. And, like, oh look, wow! They have the Canadian flag go through that's the crowd and everything. That's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, he's kind of like waving goodbye to the crowd here. Oh wow! Wait, let me see. See, I sorry for this fucking death. Oh no! But they zoom in on his face. Look at him go. They zoom in on his <laughs> face at one point, and he's crying. Really? You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty powerful. That's you can't um, get much oh, powerful here. than that. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> he's real into the truck. That's just raw emotion. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I was just thinking, like, it's such a shame that uh. <laughs> he's fucking going, yeah, man. It's such That's a shame cool. that we have to, you know, hear about this. Ba- like, the reason I heard about this band was because of, you know, Gord Downey's condition. Oh, yeah, the, Sonic oh, Down. Sonic Down. It's okay. Um, That's, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, fuck that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's it's not like we could get excited for, like, a new Tragically Hip album or something. It's uh, so depressing, too. Yeah. I, I mean, do want to seek out more of them. Like, I definitely will. Like I said, uh, Two of the songs I five starred, so you never know. You know. Hey, <laughs> there's how many other albums that could be five star? Yeah, and they have a shitload of albums. Like I saw like that. Fucking like not a mountain goats amount of albums, but no. a shitload. The game has a mountain goats amount of albums. <laughs> Forty-seven. Yeah, like, there's a good thumbnail of it too, like that bottom right there. Oh, oh yeah, and it just Damn. immediately disappeared. All right, it's gone. All right, I'm but <laughs> we, yeah, that's that's. That's emotion, though. Yeah. And the guy has it in him. I mean, yeah. fuck. Imagine going out there and literally saying goodbye to yeah. your fans every night. And it's not just, like, uh, it, it's it's so deep because it's not just, like, goodbye, like, this is the end of the tour or this is, like, our last tour. Like, no, like, goodbye, like, I'll never see I'll you again. Never see like, you I'm again. gonna die. Like, that's insane to me. That's on a whole nother level. Yeah. Just, uh, every song almost, I, I would, I can't speak for him, but has to almost take on a life of its own. Yeah. You know? Man, I couldn't imagine that. But like I said, what a way to go out, though. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely, like, going out on his own terms, which is really cool. Fuck yeah. Um, and not letting that control with him. With the whole, like, Native American ceremony thing and his, and his last tour. And I think I mentioned before he won Artist of the Year in Canada. And he's talking to the Prime Minister. That's fucking me, cool. Which is, like, their version of the president. Yeah. Which <laughs> um, is cool. Yeah, I mean, him. yeah, he's definitely getting, and it's it's not like he blew up because he got cancer. Like this is like their big band, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they actually, I, when they raised the, uh, so in hockey when they retire jerseys, like, uh, like for example, in if you play for the Pittsburgh Penguins, you can't be number sixty six because that was right. Mary Lemieux, and they they hang the banner and it says sixty six. Like if you ever go to the game, you see the sixty six up in the thing, which I think sixty eight. Yager is also retired. It might be. I could be wrong. There's somebody else retired. Um, but yeah, Lemieux, you see his number, but and they, they retired Bill Barelka's number, which is the guy from, you know, at the center of 50 Mission Cap. And when they rose the uh, banner for the ceremony, they had Tragically Hit play that song. See, that's fucking So cool. they, they fucking, they're just a huge band, you know what I mean? They're doing what they love. Yeah. And that's so cool that they're being, like, recognized in that aspect of it, yeah. too. So this was definitely a cool find. Yeah, yeah, I learned, 
I learned a lot from it. Like it, it, yeah. it was just like like I learned a lot about Canadian culture from this album. And you don't really get that with a yeah. lot of. Yeah, I, I love when you just someone randomly gives you a name, mm-hmm. and it's just like really good. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best feeling ever. That there's still hope out there for yep. stuff that's undiscovered, and it's just fucking good. That was Tragedy Hits fully, completely good stuff. A. A? A. Oh, A. don't you know. <laughs> I didn't do that last time, but that's uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, A. Minnesota, A. <laughs> you have to do the Bret Hart. Which oh, is... oh, I tell you, I, I don't think Triple H is top 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I tell you what, I, I tell you what. Triple H isn't that good of a wrestler. I mean, he doesn't have any moves like I do. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> know how to do the sharpshooter, uh, and he doesn't, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't hey. get out much uh, out of the <laughs> ring. Getting out, he's really sloppy getting out of the ring. Uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is hurting everybody in there. <laughs> he's not a safe worker. Uh, Vince doesn't. He's out of touch. Uh, and I, and if it were up to me, I'd I'd be the WWE champion right now. <laughs> Natalia is the greatest thing that's ever. Natalia would be the Divas champion. I'd be the WWE champion, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart would hold all the other belts. But me, no, I'd hold both WWE and WWE World World uh, Title Universal. The red belt. Someone called it the Fruit Loop belt. Yeah, or the nose, the fruit roll-up. Fruit roll-up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so but yeah, this, no. Yeah, tragically hip. Uh, best of luck to Gord Downey and his family. Yes, and absolutely. I, I mean, what can you hope for? But Positive I mean, vibes. Positive vibes. Sending there his way. Uh, thanks a lot to Eric for recommending this. Again, yes, get, uh, thank you. His old baby a onesie. See, it's it's that easy. Just contact it's like us. The staples. That was easy. That was easy. We that should was... we should have one of them for the next. Mm-hmm. Time. I actually have one. I'll bring it. We should like customize our own to say Ooh. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. See, <laughs> that's why you're a genius. Uh, what are we doing next week, Chris? Next week we are doing Weezer, the Blue Album. The Weezer. I was gonna say the Weezer. <laughs> I was gonna say the the 20th anniversary, but it's way past that now. Yeah, it's. Like the twenty third anniversary. Twenty, yeah, twenty third. Damn. Well, we're gonna prove Blink One Eighty Two wrong that everyone likes the Blue Album when they're twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> Not Matt Skiba. The yeah, other guys. Yeah, okay. Other I wanna, I wanna clarify that. Sorry, Skiba. You apologize, Mister Skiba. Mister Skiba. So, next week. Be prepared. Blue album. Blue album. Like I said, you're probably gonna know a lot of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why my computer just did that. I don't know what that was. That was our timer. I uh, yeah, we're going too long. Going too long. Gotta cut it short. Gotta so cut it short. That's the means Twitter. The Twitter at jukebox club pod. You can email us at jukeboxclubpod at gmail.com. Nailed it. Quit beeping. Nailed I'm it. getting text, but on my computer. Didn't even know this was a thing, sorry. Who would have thought that was a thing now? <laughs> Shit. That's the go home sign now. Yeah. That's the wrap it up. I got too much technology. See, we got to wrap okay. this up. We will see you next week. See you next Here's week. Here's Weezer to play us out. What song will it be? What song should um, I put at the end? Oh, it should be uh, the sweaters. Damn.